0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
2: welcome to the program it is the one the only john adams of the usa today network and i am dave hooker it is time for the ball report and it's brought to you by files automotive group and big orange phillies big event there i'm going to tell you more about that if you like the balls you will like it first be sure and hit that subscribe and like button so we show up on your feed a little more often and we certainly want to be a part of your day as football season is here so big orange phillies speaking of sunday august the 21st a big event with princeton fat latrell bumpus current balls they will have autographed posters available food and drink specials and former ball jabari davis that's a big orange phillies that is in the heart of halls on maynardville pike great place to go to it is family-friendly, and it's awesome. John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel and the USA Today Network. How are you, sir?
3: Doing well, Dave. Thanks
2: for asking. Hey, well, I appreciate the time. So last week we spoke about the Big Ten and their upcoming television agreement and contract. It has since come out. It is mega, mega money. What are your thoughts on how that affects the college landscape. Now that you actually have the figures in in front of you.
3: Well, on on first glance, it seems stunning that amount of money, but we've been heading in that direction for a long time. And, uh, there's no question that that package was enhanced when the big 10 went out and got, uh, Southern California and UCLA, not UCLA so much. Got to remember, this is all about football. Um, I know there are a lot of college basketball fans out there, college baseball fans, so forth. But this is about football. That's the money maker, and that's where the money is going. And, uh, again, getting USC, I think, changed everything. I just wonder, I know it sounds far-fetched to bring a Big Ten program all the way across country to play in your conference, but you could do it just for football. I don't know how the scheduling will work out. But I think it's interesting uh, going back to last year when uh, the SEC expanded and, uh, and joined Oklahoma and Texas, which will arrive at least by 2025. What if, the, what if the SEC had gotten Southern Cal? If the SEC got Southern Cal, I think it would also have a shot at Notre Dame. And then it's pretty much game over in, in every way.
2: It's interesting. I hadn't thought about it really from that perspective. Had the SEC gone after Southern California, do you believe what the SEC said going back to SEC media days? The commissioner said it's it's not about that. You, It's about the uh, congruous state or whatever the term you use, John. You can help me with that. But yeah, I, I, I don't think they had interest in Southern Cal, but maybe I'm being duped. Am I?
3: Well, <clears throat> the SEC has taken a different approach in its expansion. It's right. not jumping time zones so much. I mean, you could, you add teams in in adjoining states, you keep expanding it. Even when it got Texas and Louisiana uh, uh, it, it, Louisiana's right next door, which is, has LSU and SEC team, Arkansas, same way. It adjoins Texas and Louisiana then you look at Oklahoma. You already had Texas A&M in the SEC, so you enjoy Oklahoma. So that's how the SEC expands it. I like that idea. I think it it still keeps it gives it some kind of regional respectability. However, uh, I think you can make exceptions. I think if you could have gotten USC, you, you need to get it. I, I just. That's one of those exceptions. Another exception is Notre Dame, and and you could say, well, that's kind of just a regional expansion when you think about it. It's in Indiana, and you've already got Kentucky. You just you just go a little further north, and you add Notre Dame. But I think Notre Dame is one of those programs that if you can get it, you take it. Uh, it and Southern Cal to me is the same way when you look at its tradition. I know it hasn't been that great in football of late, but we know how much success it's had in the past and how much potential it has.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not that far from the Pete Carroll days. And if not for a guy named Nick Saban, we would talk – we'd probably be talking about those being the most talented teams we had seen in college football in the past 25 years. Um Uh, So certainly the the talent is there. I I wonder about the allegiance with the Big Ten. And then I want to ask you something about uh, Hendon Hooker specifically and and the the way he handles publicly his faith, which I find very inspiring. But the one thing I I wonder about with Southern California, I've talked talked to some people involved with recruiting out West, and that is there could be an upcoming backlash of young men who are committed or considering USC or Southern or UCLA. And there could be a backlash that, Hey, we don't want to hop on a plane and flop five hours to play Rutgers at noon Eastern time. We don't want to do those things. And that's what they're being told by recruiters. I wonder what type of backlash that might have on Southern Cal's foundation as a program.
3: I could, I could see that, but, uh, there are just so many great athletes yeah. in, in Southern California. I, I mean, I like a, a ton of dudes. A ton yeah. Of- yeah. You might lose a few that way. You might lose some, uh, so man, I want to get out of this state. A lot of people are moving away from California. Uh, it's not what it used to be, but then there are also a lot of people and it goes the other way too, in terms of national recruiting. And it's, uh, you look at California and some young guys say, Man, that's where I want to be. I don't want to, I don't want to play. You talk about a long flight. I don't want to play in the snow. I don't want to play in the cold, those yeah. kind of things. So I think there's a real, real appeal there. And let's not forget the NIL impact with Southern California, it could be enormous. And so the money talks, it's not just about the money that, uh, conferences are making through networks it's about the money that uh players can make through nil so overall yeah there are some negatives going there but the positive out positives outweigh those i think
2: well i mean this sounds crazy but is there a chance that we see with the nil we see a high school prospect in a major motion picture (laughs) well i i this just popped into my head will farrell is a big Southern cowbacker? backer. I mean, is there a possibility that we could see a cameo by someone in an upcoming old school two Will Ferrell movie?
3: Uh, Oh, I think that's, that's a very possible. It's probably possible. Oh, we are in the
2: works. It's happening. Huh? It's probably already in the works. It's happening. Oh yeah. We're, we're, I mean... doing, we're doing this baby. We got this. Yeah.
3: We're, it's going to be, we're going to make you a star and not just on the football field there. Hey, a Heisman trophy went out there. He might get a cameo and then his, uh, his name there, uh, a star on Hollywood Boulevard with his name on it. So yeah. Uh, it's about a block up from where the homeless encampment is now, but that's another story. Um, I, I think, yeah, but I think also though, you can look at the sec the same way the sec will be aligned in its new deal which also will be enormous will be aligned with abc espn and you know we've talked about this before but you know how much espn can promote players so i think you very well can see uh you mentioned Hendon hooker caleb williams heisman trophy type candidates some of the prominent players in the country could be up there in uh, bristol connecticut um roaming through the uh, ESPN studios and doing spots for them. I think that's very realistic as part of NIL. No,
2: uh, I agree that's very realistic. I believe that uh, ESPN will promote that. I think that some people get a a little confused maybe when we're talking about the difference between the game day coverage and the day-to-day during the week coverage. So that's what I want to talk about. And what ESPN will bring to the SEC and the University of Tennessee is brought to you by Viles Automotive Group there on Callahan Drive. Viles Automotive Group has the selection that you need, but I tell you what, they've also got integrity. They want, they need, they appreciate your business. That is the difference. Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. You will absolutely love your experience uh, with Mr. Viles and Viles Automotive Group. So, everybody can say if they want to that the Fox pregame show is now better than the ESPN game day show. And it might be. Honestly, I'm probably like you. I'm so busy on a Saturday morning. I don't spend as much time watching them as a lot of people. So I don't know which is the better program, but I sit that to the side. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what leads on Sports Center, and I've worked for ESPN, and that coveted two-hour window between 8 and 10 before they go full-bore NFL on a Sunday. What games do they decide that they want to talk about? What games do they decide they want to talk about on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Well, I know what they're going to be, John. They're, they're going to be SEC games because they've got the SEC network. To me, that overshadows, and this sounds crazy, but overshadows whatever happens in that
3: pregame stuff. Oh, I agree. Um, And I also think just uh, you've been in this industry as I have a long time, and you've been in, uh, you've done TV, radio. You know that promotion is so important. Mm -hmm. And this will affect, in a way, you could say it would affect ESPN's overall credibility if it's not hyping the biggest Big Ten game of that Saturday, but it's not going to do that. You're not going to promote another network's programming. You're going to promote your program, and that will be the SEC. Think about the NFL draft. I don't watch a minute of the NFL draft. I can check on my cell phone and see who got picked by whom. I don't want to listen to all that. But think about how ESPN, which showcases the NFL draft, it telecasts the event, how long... And how soon it starts promoting that event. You would they make the they make the NFL draft seem bigger than a Super Bowl.
2: And in our business, you almost feel like you're being lazy if you don't watch the NFL draft. Like you're guilted into watching it.
3: And and they, and when you actually sit down and watch it, everybody's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh, that was a sleeper, but I like it. I like it. Nobody thought of that person being drafted there. And then the response by the uh, talking heads is, yeah, that's thinking outside the box. They just drafted a defensive tackle. They're going to move him to quarterback. Great move. I love the creativity. That's what you get. And you're going to get a lot of that. And you're going to get the SEC will get it. Always, it, it already gets promoted by, uh, ESPN because it's part of their network, but this will be different because it will be a super competitive situation: the SEC versus the Big Ten, ESPN and ABC versus NBC, Fox, and uh, who out Who am at CBS at three thirty. So you're going to have tremendous promotion, unlike any you've ever seen in the SEC.
2: Yeah, John, I want to switch topics completely on you, and that is. Hendon Hooker so you and I worked closely together when Tim Tebow was around who was very open about his Christian faith and quite frankly took an awful lot of heat about it and I thought there were a lot of people that wanted to see him fail because they wanted for whatever reason him to seem like he was shallow or or a deceitful or for whatever reason, there was a strong contention of people out there. Now I turned to Hendon Hooker, who's been very open about his Christian faith. And let's be real clear. This is not just taking his scripture comic book on SEC media days, radio row. This is the following Sunday. He was at red bank high school, a red bank, uh, uh, not a high school, but he was a uh, church in red bank, giving his testimony this Sunday after that. So I think we can all agree he's not doing it for show. Um, and I just wonder how you see Hendon Hooker being perceived as being open about his faith as compared to Tim Tebow. Because I thought Tim Tebow got kind of a, a rough deal out of just being open and honest and who he was, quite frankly.
3: Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think Hendon Hooker is nowhere near that level okay. uh, in terms of – in terms of high profile, in terms of national recognition, you have to remember with Tebow, he was a cult figure in high school. Yeah, He had a following in high school there in Jacksonville. So he comes on to the college stage and he's already known, not just for his football, but his religious faith. His parents were missionaries. He lived in the Philippines. Um, I think he's an incredible person. And I think his he's done, he's been a great, uh, Disciple of the Christian faith. And and these are values that so many people embrace. But there's always going to be a backlash, particularly when you're as famous as Tebow is and you're as good at something in sports. I really think that when he went into the NFL, and he wasn't built to be a great NFL quarterback. He was a great college quarterback. Probably could have made a pretty good NFL tight end. Um, But... I do think he could have been a backup in the NFL. I mean, people forget he won, an, he won a playoff game with Denver. He led Denver uh, into the playoffs in a really good Broncos defense help. But I'm just saying, I really believe you could have designed a package for him. You could put him on a team with a, with a quarterback with the, who's very mobile, who runs uh, the Ravens, for example. You've got Lamar Jackson. He would fit in well in that system. But I think there was so much concern that Tim Tebow created a, a circus-like atmosphere, and that he was polarizing because some people may not want to hear about his faith. Uh, but I think th- throughout his career, throughout his life, he's been so consistent in the values he espouses, and I think that's great. And I think it's unfortunate that some people uh were detractors of Tebow just because he was uh so outspoken about his faith it wasn't as though he was in in the face of people and Hendon Hooker's not either they do it in a very gentle uh, way in which they tell people here's here's what I believe and this is how it's helped me and and uh i think they're very sincere i know there're plenty of phonies out there we see those all the time but it doesn't mean everybody's a phony and i think hendon hooker as was Tebow, hendon hooker's a great he's a great representative of tennessee tennessee's program just as the last really good quarterback tennessee had was joshua dobbs he he was pretty he was pretty vocal about his christian faith um he was i go back Go ahead, Dan. No, he he was. I just don't think he was
2: quite as exciting of a player, which is perhaps why Hendon Hooker's gotten more coverage about it. it. It is funny, though, going back, not to interrupt your train of thought, but going back to what you said earlier about Tim Tebow, there were more people that knew who he was. He was iconic. He was a national figure. He was not just a SEC college football figure. He was way beyond that, and he grew way beyond that. So is that really what it comes down to is that in, in today's media, if you want to express your faith, if you want to share what you believe in, just don't get too big. Is that <laughs> pretty much where we are? That's just that's kind of disappointing, though, if you boil everything down to that, isn't it?
3: I think there's a high percentage of people in media who are not Christians. Um, we both are but I think there are a lot of people who aren't. And I think there are a lot of people who wanted to see Tebow fail. Um,
2: well, I agree. I totally agree. I, I had people calling me, and I've told you this, but a lot of our listeners hadn't hear, uh, haven't heard it. I had uh, people calling me that he would be at certain functions. So he he may have had a six pack of beer in his room. Well, he may have. And if he did, he's 24 years old i mean if you have a six pack of beer in your hotel room and that's the worst thing you do that year you've done pretty good
3: yeah and who knows i mean that could very well be uh may yeah i mean (laughs) you got video of it so what if he did i mean the whole the whole deal with christianity is we're all sinners And, and though I don't consider it a sin that he drank a beer, (laughs) I mean, but, but that's what he was. And think about how well he carried that Dave, throughout his, I mean, because there was pressure, think of the pressure on him, not just about as a football player, but how people wanted to knock, knock him off his pedestal and how also, uh, another aspect of that is, uh, Young women were drawn to him. I, I mean, he he, he he almost needed a private guard, and, and I think he might have had some at, at different times during his stay at Florida. I, I think it. his family helped out with that. But he had to endure so much for somebody that young, and I thought he handled, handled it with uh, tremendous grace. Uh, can't really compare Hendon Hooker to him in that regard. But I do think Kendon Hooker handles himself well. And and that's a real bonus for, for a football program or a university. And we haven't really – there is a, a value in this, I think, as an athlete. I think somebody with a strong faith, uh, I think that helps them with their football, particularly when they're playing quarterback. There's so much put on a quarterback. I mean, nobody else on that field has to do as much as a quarterback does. He's the cliche of, well, he's a coach on the field. Well, that comes with that position. And you know that quarterbacks, we hear it all the time. Well, quarterbacks get too much credit and way too much blame. They're next in line behind the coach. And I think if you have a strong faith, that really helps you manage, manage all of that. I I completely agree, completely. Big
2: Orange Phillies, great family environment that you can go down and shoot some stick. You can throw darts. You can have some fantastic food. And it's just a really awesome place to hang out on Maynardville Pike. Big Orange Phillies, it is uh, just in the heart of North Knoxville and Viles Automotive Group on Callahan. Mr. Viles will take care of you at Viles Automotive Group, whether you're thinking about I don't know, a new car. They've got the selection. How about you need some service work? They've got that too. But it's all about integrity. at Bowes automotive group. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. He's Sean Adams. I'm Dave Hooker.